this fight for who is in control of media, fake news, and all of these ways that you can impact the public. Um, because we are impacted by the media that we see. That's why, you know, you you turn to every station and every station is talking about the same thing because there's a narrative that people want to push both sides of the aisle. There's a narrative that we want to get across and they get that across, across by the media, the visual media that we come in contact with. And so it's it's really important. Now, I say all that to key in a little bit specifically on what I want to talk about, which again is lying and laziness for a good amount of the time in which filmmaking has been in America we have allowed even the greats to get away with being lazy and in some cases just flat out liars ask me how much I say pull out a blank check got my city at the apex hurry my niggas ain't eight yet spirit animal on my neck Welcome to Tone Deaf Conversation Podcast. Um, I hope you all had um, a good holiday. If you don't celebrate the holiday, I hope your December 25th was okay. I hope that you are well and healthy and safe. And um, I also hope that you have a safe new year celebration whatever you do be safe be mindful of other people and all that jazz um as you can see for those of you who are watching on youtube and not listening i am not in my studio uh that is because i when i, I the family decided that it would be cool for us to kind of get away spend some time with each other um take some time off work and just just rest uh in a new location sometimes it's just good to get away from your normal surroundings i've been stuck i've been stuck in the damn house for the last nine months so it's kind of cool for the four of us to kind of all get away you know just a cool and new environment for a few days so um i intended to not record i didn't record last week i was gonna just skip this entire little holiday season and just start fresh in a new year but i brought my equipment and i figure or you know what the hell might as well might as well get one off so with that being said i didn't really have a topic that i was planning on talking about so i'm going to kind of just go off of a topic that i've been pondering about um so excuse me if my if my um I'm going to try to make this flow as well as possible. Um, uh, and excuse me if my thoughts are a little, you know, incoherent. But um, I want to talk about lying. Lying and laziness. Art in general is very impactful. Um, I don't think that there's a person on this earth that hasn't in some way had art shape their person, their worldviews, their whatever, in at least some way. 
um, music's one of the music one music is one of the big ones um i know for me you know i listen to some albums and i'm like reminded of a time in my life when i was listening like when that when that album was out and the things that were happening to me at that time and then i listen to that music and i kind of have you know the nostalgia of whatever that era was because that music in a way kind of played as a soundtrack uh, for that period of my life um but it's not just music um we are also heavily inspired by visual images case in point there are a good number of people despite geography and what we know about people and and how people look from different regions there are people who still believe that Jesus, a Jewish Middle Eastern born man, was a blonde haired, blue eyed European guy. They believe that because that's what the artists and the nations that dominated a big chunk of the world depicted him as. And that that visual image in a way, took the place of people's desires to even do any, you know, self-examination or their own research. Why? You know, Leonardo, you know, Da Vinci did it for us. You know, those guys did it for us. So why do, why do I have to research what a person might have looked like in this time when these cool painters did that for us? So, you know, pictures can really... Move, you know, pictures work. <laughs> they can get people to believe a thing. They can get people to feel a thing. And it's no different in filmmaking. I mean, filmmaking is just pictures in motion. So people can, a lot of, not even can, people do and are informed by the images that they see. Um, case in point, um, and I'm going to do a little, um, I'm going to go on a history rabbit hole. So excuse me. I really love history. Uh, I almost accidentally minored in history when I was in college. I say accidentally because I didn't find out until like my last quarter, um, of schooling that if I took two more history classes, I could have, I could have minored in history. I did that because I just always took classes and unknowingly came really close to having enough credits to minor. So anyways, um, I've, I've always been a big fan of the early and mid 1900s um it was just really in, like i guess if you can talk i guess if you can go from like 1900 to like the 1960s 1970s like that era just basically the world specifically america and the way it is is in big part because of what happened during those decades so um there was a guy in Germany who went by the name of Adolf Hitler who um, had a guy in his, um, I don't know what they called it, his cabinet, if you will, by the name of Jer Joseph Goebbels, who was the minister of propaganda. He was responsible for the media that the country and the empire ingested. You know, movies didn't hit the screens, posters didn't get printed, radio stations didn't play things that were not approved by Mr. Goebbels. 
um, one of the matter of fact, one of the first things that they did is they abolished pornography. They, you know, stopped in their in their effort to control the morality of the country. You know, they did so they were really in control of everything that happened visually in that country. Um, the two of them fell in love with a director by the name of Lenny Riefenstahl. I believe that's her. I believe that's what you pronounce her name. Forgive me if that's not it. Um, but she was a filmmaker at the time, uh, did a couple movies, acted in a couple movies, and was good enough to catch their eye. Um, one of the first things she did for them was a film called Olympia, and that was basically kind of like a promo for the 1936 Olympics, which was hosted in Berlin. And she, even in that film, pioneered a very common shot today, which is a dolly shot. So the idea of putting a camera on a rail and moving it, that was a thing that basically she she created. So we're talking about a, a very good and influential director that was basically commissioned by the leaders of Germany at the time to help shape public opinion on things. And I mean, it worked. If you can manage to murder 6 million people and have most of your country either not know or believe that even the whispers about it were justified, that means they did a pretty good job. So you do that by telling the story about how these people are and how those people did this to us and how they therefore don't deserve to be here and even worse deserve to be exterminated and it's easy for us to see that and hear about that and think oh my goodness that's so crazy it's so unbelievable but you think about today and there's this fight for who is in control of media fake news and all of these ways that you can impact the public um, because we are impacted by the media that we see. That's why, you know, you you turn to every station and every station is talking about the same thing because there's a narrative that people want to push both sides of the aisle. There's a narrative that we want to get across and they get that across, across by the media, the visual media that we come in contact with. And so it's it's really important. Now, I say all that to key in a little bit specifically on what I want to talk about, which again is lying and laziness for a good amount of the time in which filmmaking has been in America we have allowed even the greats to get away with being lazy and in some cases just flat out liars um I came across an article that pointed out a fact to me that I was not aware of, but in the 2020 Oscars that basically celebrated the movies made in 2019, there were nine films nominated for best film. Of those nine films, six of them, I believe, were period pieces. We had 1917, we had um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we had Ford versus Ferrari, we had the Iron, the Irishman. Did I say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I think I did. Irishman, um, Jojo Rabbit, and depending on how you know <laughs> big you are on uh, a comic book canon, we could also say Joker was essentially a period piece that took you know. Um, 
So with the exception of Joker, these other films took place at least 40 years in the past. And I don't know. I've seen every one of these films. And I'm, 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 I'm going based off memories, memory, and I believe that some of you can confirm this. But none of those movies have black people in them. I can't recall a black character in 1917. I can't recall a black character in Ford vs. Ferrari. Can't recall one in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that was one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, can't recall one in The Irishman. And I can't recall one in Jojo Rabbit. Although that's the film that I remember the least. So correct me if I'm wrong. Comment. Tell me I, tell me I was tripping or something. But they had little to no black people. Which, uh, which has me ask the question. Were there no black people around in Germany in the 30s and 40s? Were there no black people around in Hollywood in 1969? Were there no black people around in 1917? Were there no black people around? Um, I don't know exactly. Sorry, my car enthusiast can tell me specifically when Ford versus Ferrari came around. But are you telling me that there are no black people around? You know, why? How does this happen? in 2020 that most of the major films that were nominated for best film don't have any black representation are you telling me so it's to uh, are you telling me that they don't that black people didn't exist in these period pieces in these eras were they not were they non-existent you mean to tell me in new york it wasn't no black people even though we know that blacks and um and uh um Irish guys from the mob. You mean to tell me that even? I mean, we know that they had beef. There was no black people. None. Like, how does that happen? Is it the is it the direct director's fault? Is it the producer's fault? The studio's fault? Should the should the casting director catch that? I mean, who is it that's supposed to say, "Hey, guys, we're supposed to be telling a story about"? Los Angeles um, in 1969 black people were here shouldn't there be a few black people you know what now that I'm thinking about it there was one black person in, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood she was one of the bunnies dancing at the uh, uh, at, at Hugh Hefner's place um, and I believe that's it so none I mean literally nine, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the backstory is around the Manson murders. What were the Manson murders meant to expire? It meant to inspire Helter Skelter. What was Helter Skelter about? A literal civil war between blacks and whites. But there are no black people here. So which blacks were supposed to fight the whites? The ones that didn't make it onto to the screen. So it's like, how, how are we allowed to do this? Either I believe it's lying. like deliberate lying or laziness. <coughs> Excuse me. Why do we allow the men and women who have the capacity to take the risks and tell the truth? Why aren't they telling the truth? 
listen, I think every director should tell the truth, but I understand even more so an inspiring director of a, or a director with their first shot to be safe in the types of stories they tell. But when you are a person that's a staple in the industry and can get almost any film made that you want to be made, why aren't you the one that decides to tell the truth and decides that I will not be lazy anymore? How does that happen? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally... Like, I'm dumbfounded. Like, I don't know the answer. How does that happen? And of the ones that aren't the period pieces, I'm going to give Parasite the slide because it takes place in, an, in another country. So I'm going to give them the slide. And it was a foreign film as well. So that's okay. Um, I'm trying to remember Marriage Story. I think there are a few black people sprinkled in there and uh um I'm, I'm not even gonna lie the one movie that i didn't watch was little women yeah i didn't watch that one uh but i'm looking up little women i'm looking at the cast and i'm scrolling through the cast and i don't see no black faces I don't see no black faces. None. So how do we how do we have a year in 2000? Listen, black people make up 14% of the population. But yet we don't even see black people take up 14% of the big screen. They're not 14% of the actors that are that are hired. They're not 14% of the producers. They're not 14% of the directors. Whose job is it to tell these people to stop being lazy and to stop lying? How does a cycle end? You have an industry that has been controlled by a specific group of, group of people, a specific origin. And these are the ones that are telling all of the stories. So who's going to hold them accountable? Who tells this? Who tells them you have you guys have to stop lying? You know, I mean, we got past blackface. So, I mean, that that's cool, but. What about black people always being the best friend? Or being the woman with the attitude, with the snap, with the flair. See, this is what this uh, this is what happens when we're lazy. When we don't want to invite people. Listen, art is supposed to be specifically this this medium. It's a collaborative media medium. You cannot make movies by yourself. It requires a community. Who are you comprising your community of? How are you going to tell a story that accurately depicts reality without a community that, that depicts reality? How are a bunch of men supposed to accurately tell a story about the life of a woman? Like, how does that happen? How does it happen effectively? 
how do we avoid those standard tropes when we don't allow the accurate representation of and don't give me and I don't want to listen the funny thing is whenever you mention stuff like this there's always some idiot bag that you know tries to bring up affirmative action and their their response is that oh well that means that some talented person's job is going to be taken by someone who's not talented and then that's that's also where the ignorance lies because we're not telling the truth so people believe that there aren't black people who can do this Because they're either not looking, because they're lazy, or they're just gonna lie and say they aren't, they don't exist. And at this point, I'm considering both of them equally egregious. Deliberately lying or acting like you didn't know because you were lazy, to me, is just as bad. I want to talk. Yes. Okay. So I'll give an example. Um, Queen's Gambit. Let me start by saying I enjoyed the series for the most part, but there were some key things that took me out. For one, the movie is directed and written by men, even though the story follows a woman. Also, some of the same standard black tropes are pulled in this series. The black sidekick, the black best friend, who also doubles as the black superhero who saves the main character, but then herself doesn't really see any of her own improvement or benefit because of what she was able to do. Her sole purpose was to support the main character who was a white woman. Meanwhile, that she gets no care, her, her no own personal character development. We don't get to see what her life is like, what her story is like. She is only there to support the white, the white person. She's the sidekick that's only there to support her white friend. Now, it's probably a thing that most people didn't even notice. But to me, I notice it because it happens all the time. The white main character and their sidekick black friend who may, has to make the sacrifices and has to be the magical Negro to help their white counterpart achieve their goals. Meanwhile, we don't ever get to see if the black guy or the black woman reaches her goals. We don't get to see... We don't get to see their development. We don't get to see them flushed out who they are because their only purpose is to help flush out the character, help flush out the main character. And it happens a lot. Too much. But because Hollywood likes to be lazy and likes to just do the same thing over and over, they just keep doing it. So I don't know who's going to be the one who's going to be the one to hold them accountable for it. All right. Like I said, 
I didn't really have a whole lot planned for this, but I did want to get this off my chest. And I, I did want to kind of start this conversation. So, you know, I would love to hear um, what you all think, you know, so comment, post about it on Twitter, post about it on Instagram. I def I really want to hear what you think, if it's something that you've perceived. And I, and I, again, I, me as a black male can only come from that standpoint, but the same can be said for women. The same can be said for indigenous peoples. The same can be said for a lot of minority groups that are not having their stories told accurately. Um, either intentionally or due to laziness. Um, so, yeah. Here's to a possible better future, even though I'm for sure not going to hold my breath um, about this happening. But yeah, hopefully people call it a bullshit. Just, 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 just let's call a spade a spade. Let's call laziness laziness. I know the, I know that director might be your idol, and I know that director made some of your favorite movies. And it's okay to still celebrate that director. It's okay to say that he or she was very impactful in your love of cinema. It's okay to believe that and say he or she is also lazy. It's possible. People are nuanced, so you know. Don't listen to social media and its ideas about either or. It's a it's possible to to believe that these this is one of the best directors um, Hollywood has ever seen, but also believe that he's he or she has been guilty of lying or being lazy. So let's start let's start calling a spade a spade um, and holding these um, these these guys accountable. So uh, yeah, enjoy your holiday again. Um, be safe, uh, be responsible, consider others, love your neighbor. I'll holler at y'all later. Ask me how much I say pull out a blank check. Got my city at the apex. 